All right. So this message, say right now, I'm not going to get offended. You're not going to get offended. Okay. So I'm going to speak in a couple different languages to you. And um, you're going to love this. So, so uh, it's so funny because uh, Matthew 18, we went over, it was, we were praying this morning and someone brought this up and, and, and uh, this was part of my uh, message. It's funny how God, like, you know, some person doesn't know what I'm doing and God just like, hey, guess what? This is what the scripture I want you to speak and how it correlates with what um, I'm going to speak on or Sarah's going to speak on or just something that God is doing in the... Um, In the, um, in the world, in our church. Okay, so, um, okay, here we go. Matthew 28, excuse me, I wrote that down wrong. Don't type at about 1230 at night and, tr- and remember, I should have just copied and pasted, it's a lot easier that way. So, Matthew twenty eight sixteen, and Jesus is sitting there. He's been crucified. He's uh, been uh, risen. He's he's getting ready to go back to the Father, and he says he says he's now sitting with his eleven disciples. They went to Galilee, Galilee to the mountain in which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw them, they worship him, but some doubted. And Jesus said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me." Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's a pretty strong promise right there. I'm always with you to the end of the age. So I'm I'm thinking about that and I'm like, okay. He said, go make disciples of men. And um, no, we're not going to talk about discipleship. That's usually the, the first verse you use when you talk about discipleship, but I was, I was going through and um, sorting out some random music I had, and I was pushing play, and like, what song is this? I haven't heard this in a while. And there's a, a song um, that uh, an artist was singing, and it's basically a, a, a um, reference back to Colossians, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. But it says, and the song says, you're so heavenly-minded, you're no earthly good. And, and that phrase is, is so powerful because everybody, it, it, a lot of people use it as conviction to be like, well, you know, you, you need to do something, you know. And, and, and that's not what we're going to use that for today. We're not going to use that scripture to, to, to beat you up and to say, well, you know, you, you should be doing something and quit thinking about heaven and just do something on earth. And um, but what does, I want to break that down. What does that mean? Does that mean that you have no worth or purpose on earth? and don't help or do anything productive on earth? Or does it mean, or what does it mean? Because we, we, we focus on, we think about that line, and that's a, it's, it's kind of a, um, a, a condemning line, and, yeah. and we don't live in condemnation. We live in freedom. We live uh, free of condemnation through Jesus Christ. And the phrase spoke to me. I'm just like, and it wasn't speaking nice to me either. I'm like, you know, because it, it's a very, it can be very condemning. It can be very um, judgmental in a lot of areas. But, but one thing is true in that, that you can be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And here's why. 
we can't be going just focused on heaven. I had a gentleman say to me one time, I want to be so focused on heaven that I, I do no good for the earth. And I, and I thought about that and I'm like, I'm like, when Jesus taught us to pray, he was talking to his disciples, what did he say? He said, when you pray, pray, our Father which art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on, what was it? Earth as in heaven. So Jesus said, focus on heaven, we'll bring it to earth. Grab a hold of heaven, grab a hold of earth, and drag them together. So we, we, can, we can be focused on heaven and not bring heaven to earth, but we can also be so focused on the world that we don't focus on anything in heaven. And, and I think we need to, we need to walk in, in a parallel of, of seeing heaven. You guys ever had where your vision, like you wake up in the morning, sometimes your vision's off because you're just like, your, your eyes are weird and you only see, like you might only see a part of something or you're looking out of the corner of your eye and you only can see something. Yeah. We need to walk on earth without, in the corner of our eyes um, being um, focused. Out of the corner of our eye, we always see heaven. Yeah. And then we always see, we're looking at earth. But we always have that, that mindset that heaven is here and I'm going to, to bring that part of it to where I'm at in 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 my life so we look at that phrase does that mean that we just walk through life denying that anything bad has happened you know there's a there's a small portion of denial to faith and and what happens is a lot of people will well that's just god god's just going to take care of that but they're not using they're they're not focusing on heaven and using their faith to to work in in the earth they're using denial to, to ignore the problems that we see on earth, that we see in our life. And it's like, well, I just have faith and God's going to take care of it. Well, yeah, but, but faith can, can be, we can sometimes use denial and mask it as faith. Faith has to be an active and denial is like, well, God's just going to take care of it. I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to, I'm going to wait for him to do it. No, faith is, is an action verb. It's something that we have to be participating in. Denial is like, well, you know, this is God's, I'm just going to let him have it. I'm going to sit back and whatever happens and whenever he chooses to do it, we do it. That's not how a relationship works with God. Our relationship that works with God, it has to be, I, I have faith, I, I speak to you, you speak to me through faith. He speaks to us through faith. Because we have the faith to believe that it's him talking to us. So, faith says, I know it's changing and I'm going to be an active part in that. Denial says, well, if it changes, great. And, that, and then if it does, it's God. And if it doesn't, then God wasn't involved in it. We can label denial as faith by saying, I have faith it will happen. But faith is... But denial is not taking ownership of the situation or the issue or allowing God to work in it. It's just saying, you know, I'm just going to be lax in my... In, in my duties in this and my work in this and i'm just going to wait for it It, what what god wants us to do is allow true faith to enter into the situation or into the area and then allow it to change our mind in the situation denial says well this is this is 
Denial is, is, God, is a welfare system for, uh, that we've made up for God. Well, if God wants to take care of it, it's God and he'll take care of it. And if he doesn't, well, then it, God wasn't involved in this. We need to allow heaven to change the, you and the situation that you're going through. Faith in, in your situation, in, in your area where you're struggling, in the, the, the season you're in, if there's something that you're in, faith requires an action to it. We have to be a participant with God. Jesus said, let your kingdom come, your will be done. He's telling his disciples, be an active participant on the face of the earth to bring heaven into it. When that guy said to me, I want to be no earthly good, I want to be so focused on heaven, I'm no earthly good, I, I said to him, I looked at him and said, oh, okay. I mean, how do you respond to that? He wanted to be so focused on heaven that there was, no, he goes, well, they just won't find any good from me. I'm sorry, but that is complete, completely contrary to what the teaching of Jesus was. Look at Jesus. What did he do? He came from heaven to earth. What did he do? He became earthly good to the people that were around him, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising people from the dead. Yes. He became, he came from heaven, 100% heaven to earth and said, you know what? I am going to be earthly good because my kingdom's come. I'm bringing the kingdom in. My father's kingdom is going to come. So when it says I'm so earthly or so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. That means you don't care about anything but going to heaven. So if, if we are bringers of the kingdom, if we are ambassadors of the kingdom, we take heaven and say, you know what? I, my time is, is not there to go up here to yeah. be with him. So I have to drag him down yeah. to here because my time is still on earth. Yes, that's it. Faith requires action in our situations, in our struggles, in, in the areas that we have. When faith, when it arises, an issue arises, are we so focused on speaking our Christianese? You all know it. We all have that, those certain phrases and lines that we all speak, and we do it at church, but we don't do it out in public because that'd be weird. Are we just repeating something because it's a habit, or is there faith-filled action in that words? It, it, it talks about in the Bible that the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God. So in, our, in faith, we have to speak forth what the situation is yeah. going to resolve yeah. like. Not, well, God, I'm sick. It just needs you to take care of this. No, that, that's something that you start out with and God's like, okay, I'm going to take care of this. Yeah. Since his promise still stand, great is his faithfulness. His promises will always stay in his promises of healing. But our faith has to arise in those words and confidence and speak those forth in order to become action. You can have faith, but what does James say? He says, faith without works is dead. Faith without speaking it, it's hard to manifest the kingdom of God on earth. It's hard to pull heaven to earth when we don't speak out what is in faith. We speak Christianese, we just start to repeat the words that we, we've heard in our head for so long that it becomes a, a, a second nature. And, and, and it's, sometimes we speak it out and it's, it doesn't mean anything. It's just words because we're so used to repeating it. We're so used to repeating, well, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. But yes, that is true. We, we speak all these random phrases out. And I was thinking about these because I was listening to some 
some healing uh, tapes, that, uh, tapes, <laughs> I'm old, um, <laughs> MP3s that I have, and um, I still call it record, uh, t- uh, tape recorder. Yeah, so um, I'm old school, but um, it, just to let you guys know how old I am, when m- my youngest was born, they still had video cassette recorders. So, yeah, the cell phones weren't that cool yet. Um, but where was I? I totally lost track on that. Yes, I'm old. Um, but our faith has to come into action with the words we speak. We can speak random phrases and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I was listening to those and I was like, my faith was rising up because I'm thinking about my creator and, and, my, and my savior and my healer who, who comes and, and delivers me from sickness. Yeah. And I'm repeating those, and, and, and something inside of me is just like, wow, this is my God. He is the one who heals me. He is the one that sets me free. But we can say all those words. We can quote all that scripture, and it can mean diddly squat if our faith isn't involved in, those, in that healing for our body or for that situation that we're dealing with. We can just repeat those, but we have to apply faith to them. So heavenly minded, we're no earthly good. I can, I know when I get to heaven, if there's anything wrong with me on earth, it's completely resolved in heaven. Yeah. And we can, we can, we can say, you know, what? well, you didn't get your healing now because you didn't have faith. But you know, what? it'll be, it's, you get it when you go to heaven, or you didn't get that resolved, but it goes when in heaven. But you know what I believe? I believe that heaven is here. Yeah. Heaven lives in us yeah. because Jesus lives in us. If we're born again, we've confessed him as Lord. He lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. That means something from heaven lives in us. But if that mindset is, I'm just going to hold off until Jesus comes back, hunker down, I'm going to lock all the doors, shut all the windows. Make sure that everything goes, and we're just going to wait for Jesus to come back in a circle. We're going to sing Kumbaya, and we're waiting for Jesus to come back. But we forget to follow the commission of, of Matthew 28. It says, go make disciples of men. He says, take this to the ends of the earth. Every tribe, every tongue, every person that has not heard the name of Jesus, speak the name of Jesus to them. Disciple them. Bring my kingdom to every person on the face of the earth and follow what I've told you to do. It wasn't a command. It was a commission. He's like, go. This is what I've I've given you a job. He's not, oh, you have to do this. And he's just like, "This this is the job you get to get. He's commissioning us saying, go, have fun with this. Enjoy this. But take what you have to the ends of the earth. Jesus is saying, I want you to be so heavenly minded you become so earthly good that the the glory of the lord is about the face of the earth he's like i want you to bring my kingdom so far into the face of the earth that the rocks are even crying out because they know it says if if they don't if you don't praise him the rocks will cry out he's like i want you to bring so much praise about the face of the earth that everyone knows even the rocks will cry out he's like i want this world to know about me People don't even realize that they're looking for God in, in areas. And he's like, I'm right here. Yes. He's like, you brought me to the earth, but you don't even realize that 
I'm here sometimes. Sometimes we get so blinded by our, our, our routine of, of going to church that we forget that it's not about going to church. It's about bringing the kingdom of God to people in their lives. Um, there's a book called Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And uh, he says this, a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not, as some modern people think, a form of, of escapism or wishful thinking. But one of the things a Christian is meant to do, it does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did most of the, excuse me, Christians who did most of the present, did most for the present world were just those that most of the next apostles, they were the next apostles themselves, who set, a, set on the foot conversation of the Roman Empire, the great men who built up the Middle Ages, the English evangelists who abolished the slave trade, all left their mark on earth, precisely because their minds were occupied with heaven. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. We've become so focused on one world or the other that we don't affect either. We have to be focused on heaven so we can bring it to earth. We can't be, well, you know, I'm just going to wait for Jesus to come back because, you know, I, I, I just don't want to do anything. We have to look at heaven and say, you know what? Where, where are, God, are you calling me to bring heaven to earth? Where, where is this my mission? Where is my mission field? Where are you placing me in this earth. Yeah. Our lives have to be directed by heaven and allow heaven to flow through us, yeah. but we are to operate in the world. Paul says, don't be, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, let heaven renew, uh, transform you. Let the, the, the word of God transform you, but be effective in the world. Why do we, we think that it's okay for the apostles and the, and the people in Jesus' time to go out and be earthly and effective in the kingdom of God, but then we don't have to be effective in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, excuse me, John the Baptist said, behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. And John the Baptist saw who Jesus was. He said, this is, I'm not worthy to baptize you. He baptizes him and, and he realizes that his time is finished his earthly good was done, and now it was Jesus' turn to bring the true kingdom of God. John the Baptist was telling people to repent. Repent and be baptized. But Jesus is like, you, yeah, repent. But now, look what I've brought you. I've brought you the kingdom. We can be so heavenly-minded that we don't transform the earth thinking about heaven and acting like things in heaven are more important than things in earth. God created earth. He put us here for a purpose. He put us here to conquer earth. He said, go and take dominion over the earth. We're given a job and a calling from heaven to bring down the glory of the Lord across the earth. So, so how do we do that? How do we effectively bring heaven to earth? 
you know, I, I look at, at, and I was thinking about this, I'm like, okay, how do I bring heaven to earth? Is, is it by me being up here once a week? No, absolutely not. This is, this is not what God has called me to do. This is not my one spot to bring heaven to earth. Yeah. We are called, every one of us are called to bring heaven to earth, but it, it, may, not, it may not seem the spot like you want it to be. It may, it may be like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to do it. And God's like, no, I've got a different plan for you to bring heaven. So I, I believe the first place in every one of our lives that we can bring heaven to earth is in our families and our marriages. We can bring heaven to earth be, because we raise up our children to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to be able to listen to God so we can send them out in our marriages, to, to create something in our marriages that is, is, is so much like heaven that people want to say, you know, why is your marriage so good? Because you know why? Jesus yeah. is Lord of our lives and he is the head of our house. Yeah. And we submit to him in everything. Second one is business. We can bring kingdom principles to work with us every day and they don't even know it. We can, bring, we can bring heaven into our jobs and they're like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's, that's called God. He just gave me that idea. We don't even have to tell them that. We can bring kingdom principles into our jobs every day and people don't even realize it's a kingdom principle and they're like, oh, that's awesome. Let's just do that. You're like, yeah, totally. We're going to do that because that's totally what God wants us to do. They won't even realize heaven is active in their business. Yes. They're just going to go, man, business is great. Yes. Why is business so good? Yes. Well, you know, I just pray about it. I just pray about it every day. I pray for the business every day. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. And you're like, you don't even know the rest of it. Yeah. Can I share a story with that quick? Yeah. About a business? Is that okay? So when I was out in California, like the Silicon Valley, like whatever, it's all the tech stuff is in there. And the church I was at, they actually had a guy that came in and he was praying over like in the headquarters at Google. And everything went so well that the CEO of Google came to him and said, hey, can you get your church to come in here and have somebody praying 24 hours a day in our location? Because when you're in here, it changes our business. They said, we don't, know, we don't want to know why or how, but could you just do that? Yeah. So that actually is happening right now in real time. Um, that was happening two weeks ago, and it's been. So that's pretty cool, I thought, to see that just being in your business, you don't have to get them saved, you don't have to do anything, but God can get in there and move. That was good. Sorry. But that is so true that... People will not realize that heaven has been brought into their business, but then they're going to start to realize it, like Sarah said. They're going to start to say, hey, there's something different about you, your, your family, your, the way you run your business. Would you come in and show us how to do things? And you're just like, yeah. The fact that, that, that they're asking people to come in and pray for their business, a secular company asking Christians to come in and, and speak over their business, pray in tongues over their business and pray, how amazing is that? There's just one person in there a day or whatever bringing heaven into a secular company yeah. that may not, may not acknowledge God, but they know, understand the atmosphere that, that heaven brings. So family and our marriage, business, and then in our everyday life. 
everyday life, the people we meet, we can bring heaven, a little bit of heaven to them. You know, when I grew up, I grew up in a, in a, a denominational church and it was like, they, if you know the denomination, they're very, 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 very mission-based and they will get anybody saved. They're the best soul winners on the face of the earth and they will get anybody saved. But we were taught... You read the Romans Road, John 3.16, and, and you try to get them saved every time you can get a chance to. And I believe that God wants everyone to come into his kingdom. But I believe that God says, you know what? I don't want you to read them the Romans Road every time you come up to them. I want you to give them a little piece of heaven so they start to understand my goodness. They start to understand how kind and loving I am because it says his kindness leads us to repentance, not him his bullying us, his badgering us. Oh, you got to get saved. You got to get saved. You got to get saved. No, he says, my kindness. So if he is in us, if heaven is in us, what, does, what leads people to repentance? Our kindness, his kindness through us that leads people to repentance. We can spend most of our day just trying to wear the guy down. I wore him down and he just said the prayer because he got sick of me. God wants us to come into the kingdom under our own choice not well he kind of wore me down and got me yes there's gonna be times where you god's just saying talk to that person about that because they're dealing with something but it's our kindness that leads people to repentance it's the kindness every day that we talk to people that leads people to repentance because they're seeing a little bit of god we have to learn how to speak to those people We all speak Christianese. It's easy to do it when we're all together. Y'all know it. <laughs> when we speak to believers, or even non speak to believers or non-believers, we don't know where their relationship with Christ is. We don't know if they don't have a relationship with Christ, are starting a relationship with Christ, or have years invested into it. So we can try to use the Christian phrases, the the big words, the the Greek. We can speak Hebrew to them. We can use all the cool words that we use in church. But when you're in public and you say those things, we try to use kingdom language and it confuses people. Let me ask you this. If you're a missionary and you go into a foreign country and you try to go into this, you're one person, you go into this country, and you try to get the people to speak your language and speak your diet and uh, to the way you speak it, what's going to happen? If we try to impose our language and our dialect on people who don't understand, it causes confusion and hurt. We can speak like heaven, but heaven speaks how people can understand. We try to use the Christian terms and it's like, you know, Jesus, Bible, God, and Jesus, Bible, God, this. And, and you're like, and people are like, what are you talking about? That's how they hear it. It's like Charlie Brown and wah, 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 wah. That's how they hear it when we start to speak Christian. We have to learn to speak the language of the people we are sent to reach. Missionaries, they don't just go into a country and go, eh, I'm not going to learn the language. I'm not going to do anything. You learn my language. You come, you, no, missionaries, they learn how to speak the language of the people that they're going to reach. Yeah. 
so that, or they have a translator so that, to help them. We know this kid, he was like 13 when he moved over to Africa. He learned the language in less than a year. Yeah. It, it, you don't, that's a supernatural gift to learn a language like that. You don't just learn a, lang- a full language never being over there in a year. We've got to quit trying to impress people with our Christianese and, and make it, because, we, oh, well, you know, they must be really, really in tune with God or they, have, they must be really good buddies with God. It's like talking to a deaf person. We had this guy come into work at this old place I used to work and they're just yelling at him. I'm like, you're not going to, you ever seen that? Somebody's deaf and they're just like, we love you. And it's like, he can't hear you. And the louder you scream, he can't le- read your lips any better. But that's what it's like when we speak Christianese to people. They're like, what? I don't understand. They can't hear church talk. It's not their language. It's not their dialect. We cannot say to someone that we meet in the street, well, you know, I was praying in tongues earlier today and the Holy Spirit fell upon me and I had an open vision and God wants me to give you a prophetic word. (laughs) Think about that. that, That's freaking creepy. If someone said to me as a Christian that, I'd be like, who are you? That's use way too many words. You could just say, hey, can I talk to you real quick? That's all I need you to say. Someone came up and said that to you. That's bad. That's really bad. We cannot talk like that to unbelievers. We cannot talk to that like that. In the, in, the, in the church, we say, man, God just gave me a word for you. Like, oh, cool. That's awesome. You talk to somebody who doesn't know God. They're like, yeah, what are you talking about? We're going to close, but God gave me this. I was um, in the middle of something yesterday, and uh, he said we need to learn how to speak like the world, but with a heavenly tone so that the world understands what heaven is trying to say. We need to speak heaven in the tone that earth understands what God is trying to say for them. We spend more time trying to to, to wow them with our our words and try to explain things to them. And God's like, just just speak heaven the way that these people understand. Speak heaven in the language that the the field that you're in learns to understand, can understand. You ever had a conversation with somebody and they're talking about something you have completely no clue about and you're just like, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, and they walk away, you're like, I have no idea what they just said. I don't even know what, what field they were talking about. I, yeah, it's Sarah and Jordan a lot of times. Um, but you, 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 know, you ever met somebody that's, um, like I met this guy who's an engineer and he's just telling me about this stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, I'm like and at the end I'm just like, I'm like, that's really awesome. I really don't understand what you're talking about, but yeah, that's just great for you. I'm like, I'm trying to help you out here, but you know, I didn't want to be like, I don't understand, you know, during the whole thing, but I was like, that's cool. You know, there, there was about three words that I understood, but, and he was telling me, he's, I'm like, that's awesome. And I just said, that, that's God giving you that talent to do that. He's giving you the ability to do that. I don't understand it. Don't ask me to help you out because I'd break everything, but I understand that's where God has you. We need to speak to the world in a heavenly tone so they understand what heaven is trying to say to them. God is like, I love you. But if you go up and like, have you, have you, have you met with Jesus? Have you, have you talked to Jesus today? And they're like, 
I say that name all the time. I'm talking to him lately. We've got to learn how to communicate outside of our church. We've got to learn to communicate outside of speaking the, the Christianese that we're so accustomed to speaking when we're together and when we're praying. And think about who you're speaking to when we're outside of these walls. Let's pray.